You are listening to the Content Academy podcast where we teach online businesses how to create raving fans with their content. So let's get to it. Hello guys and welcome along to episode 44 of the Content Academy podcast. My name's Paul Caffrey. I've battled a two-hour traffic jam, a treacherous thunderstorm and a delayed flight to be here for this podcast and I am joined by Phil. What's happening, Phil? I have battled my way through a chili con carne, a cup of coffee, and a bottle of water. All, the, <laughs> all, all while you were commuting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I discovered, actually? And um, There's this a thunderstorm that's hit Manchester. It's, uh, you know, loads of rain. And I'm following Google Maps, and that's fine. And it goes amber when it gets a little, the traffic is building up, and it goes red for congestion. And I was on this road, and I noticed... Well, there's a blue part on this road, and then it goes back to red. I was going, okay, well, I wonder what that is. Yeah, the blue bit on Google Maps actually means the road is flooded, <laughs> hence the build-up of traffic. So there you go. I hope I never have to see that uh, traffic warning again on my Google app. Yeah, Having okay. said that, um, I'm here, and you've been patient enough to wait for me, so thank you very much for that, Phil. Yeah, what's a guy uh, to do? Oh, look, this is it. And today we are going to talk content upgrades. This is pretty much what we're going to focus the show on. Um, we've picked out a couple of articles, which I think are, are very interesting. And that's more really to frame the podcast and to kind of take us down uh, the route of what makes a great content upgrade, what makes a bad content upgrade, and even just answering the question of why you should have them at all. And a little we- bit of how. A little bit of how. A little bit of how is always good. Um on top of that, we've got the, I suppose, which is going to be a usual staple of the podcast. Uh, our audience has got involved. So we've got some people who have asked questions, some people who have provided their own experience and their own tips. So that's always very nice to have a look at. A couple of questions for you, Phil. So uh, you'll need to get your thinking cap on towards the end of, of the show. Yes, sir. No problem. Um, and from that, then, we'll. there's a piece of content that we may look at and um that that pretty much is is a, an overview so anything new in your uh life since we last spoke uh, over the last seven days phil no not particularly i have to say it's all pretty much very quiet looking forward to the uh, littlewoods ireland blog awards uh this coming thursday um which uh, it will be when this one goes live actually so when you're listening to this we'll be counting down the hours to the awards show um hopefully we can get our hands on that that best marketing and communications blog award but uh, apart from that it's been a pretty quiet week for me just uh working away and uh in the in, in the game still pumping some iron yeah some you're still guns. in the gym still doing that still in the game still at it um yeah so it's going well ah good man um yeah quite enough week i was at a birthday party saturday that was, was good fun it was, it was quite a late one so that uh ruined my my gym session on a sunday morning <laughs> and uh man united lost to man city and i've been dealing yeah. with dogs abuse from city fans and liverpool fans on whatsapp on email over here it's yeah so i'm ready to move on past that and uh let's talk about the, the topic at hand <laughs> You are listening to the Content Academy podcast. So, what makes a great content upgrade? Um, there's an article that I had a look at uh, called 10 Content Upgrade Ideas to Get More Subscribers, Leads, and Sales. This is from smartpassiveincome.com. It is an article from Pat Flynn, who has provided a lot of great content over the years. Um, and there's a couple of things in here that just jumped out at me. Um, and I suppose I'd like to get your thoughts on this, Phil. For a successful uh, upgrade, a content upgrade, it doesn't have to be long, 
actually, you know, they can be short and sweet, but they do have to look decent. And the great content upgrade should be shareable, if possible, to try to get a, a viral effect. What are your thoughts? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. I mean, one of the... Well, I, I agree. It should obviously look good. That's It should look good, yeah. Of course. I mean, you don't want to serve someone crap. Um, in terms of it being shareable, I'd have my kind of reservations on that. And the only reason I'm saying that is because content upgrades by the very nature are there to help you grow your list so if it's shareable i assume he's kind of talking about social share yeah kind of click to tweet and stuff is kind of what yeah. he's referencing well, there you know as long as people can't share the actual file too easily um i'd have no problem with it i mean obviously you can't tell once someone downloads it you can't stop them sharing it but if you without making it too easy for them i suppose is, is what i'm kind of getting at that it's not a case of um they're, they're doing a one-click share on Facebook and all of a sudden you can just download it straight away. Yeah, I know. I, I agree with you. Absolutely. I suppose if we, if we take a step back, when we, we talk about content upgrade, I mean, let's let's go and define this. Um, so the definition, my definition of a content upgrade is that um, let's take a very traditional approach. You've come onto my website, you've read my blog post, you've enjoyed it, and I now offer you a download that you can actually then get if you give me your email address and i will send that to you as maybe a digital file it could be a recording i mean we'll get into what it can be and then i have your email address to actually market towards you so the biggest thing i always hear is you know the money is in the list and you need to have a huge email list um i would argue um that you need to have an engaged email list that yeah having a large email list can be very expensive i suppose as we've we've known in our previous business where you you know you have thousands and thousands and thousands of email addresses you know your your email um kind of software that, whatever that provider is they're going to charge you a lot per month so you don't want to be paying for people who are ultimately not gaining value or won't become prospective customers or go to the next level as such. Um, your understanding of uh, content upgrade, anything else you'd add to that, Phil? Well, really, my, my kind of general take on it or my look at it is that a content upgrade is, in essence, an in-article lead magnet that you're putting in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, let's, you know, get someone else's take. Sumo me, they define our content upgrade as a valuable offer created to get a visitor's email address to get them to promote you. So slightly, or, or get them to promote you, I should say. So in essence, we pretty much have it defined. That's what it is. It is a valuable piece of content that people opt in from consuming, be it a blog post or whatever else, and then you can market towards them. Yeah, and so, just, sorry, Paul, just to highlight the, the main part of that and the one word that I think people need to pay the most attention to, and that's valuable. It's a valuable piece of content. It's not just mm. a piece of content. It needs to be valuable for it to work, and I'm sure we're going to go into that. Why, we'll go into why that. does it need to be valuable? Well, Let's, let's talk this through. Why, why, just, does it, why, why can't it be just, you know, whatever? Just Well, it can't because you're trying to get people. It's an exchange. You're trying to get people to give you their email address to come onto your list. So you've got to give them a valid reason to do that. And unless they perceive what you're offering to be of some value, they're not going to do that because they perceive their personal information. And it is, of course, valuable to them. Yeah, and I'm glad you went down that route. And, and just to highlight that, um you should really test and check these things as well what's work and what isn't the other thing is after you actually send that that um you know content upgrade you don't want to burn people you don't want to just go 
you know, a hundred tips to transform your business. And, and then you just send them this really drab, you know, crap tips as such um, that doesn't look good. And then people are like, oh, well, that's crap. I, I'm, not, I'm not interested in this. Well, yeah, I might even actually immediately unsubscribe or I'm definitely not going to read your emails that you send me because well, that content upgrade, that wasn't great. So yeah. you don't want to serve them a nice article and then, you know, do people to go onto your list by giving them a, a content upgrade that perhaps um, substandard. is substan- substandard. That is the word I was looking for. No substandard content upgrades. Um, that being said, I suppose a content upgrade doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, war and peace. It can be a short piece of content. Have you any examples of, I suppose, content upgrades that have worked well for you over the years that you think people could actually go and maybe start to create now if they wanted to get something done over the next kind of couple of days? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of really simple ones that you can do. Um, and it depends on kind of the type of article you're writing as well. So if, but I mean, if for instance, you're writing a list-based article. So if you've got your top 10 tips for, I don't know, I'm looking at the window here. So I'm going to say, you know, manicuring your garden. Um, so if it's landscaping. Top manicuring 10. your garden. Google it. <laughs> Google it. Trust me. It's a real That's thing. That's a real thing. Manicure- Google it. Okay, okay, you continue oh, so, there and I'll... So, uh... say it's landscaping, top 10 landscaping tips. You know, you can have that article there, but you can also have a, a the pretty much the article as a downloadable PDF that people can download and print off if they want to have at their convenience to be able to see it, rather than having to keep going back to your website and finding that article. So, as a quick reference guide, it's a great way of putting in uh, the, the, the 10 tips for people to download and hold on to in a place that's convenient for them. Uh, so that's one I would definitely say is worth doing. How are you getting on with the manicuring your garden, Paul? I can't believe it. I've been served up result after results. Uh, manicuring your garden, small steps that matter. How to manicure your garden, five easy steps. <laughs> I wasn't a, lying. Da- it's a Daily Mail article as well. It's not like it's some odd kind of SEO thing. I told you. Um, I, yeah. am, I am a cultured man. There you, there you have it. <laughs> um, okay, so. But yeah, I mean, that's that's based. one of them. Yeah, if it's yeah. a list-based article, that's something certainly you can do. If it's a how-to, well, then maybe there's a couple of steps in that how-to that you can have for people to print off like a, or a checklist. So, you know, um, if you've got some stuff that they're going through, they can tick them, have I done X, Y, and Z, and tick them off as they go and keep that there um for them and this i mean there's so many i mean we could go we could be here all day talking about different ways but they're some of the really easy ones to do in terms of once you've created your blog post um you're pretty much just converting that blog post into a downloadable pdf with various bits and bobs from the post on it that's not kind of you don't have to worry about the copy on it or rewriting it or creating a video or audio it's literally just a kind of copy and paste into a pdf that looks good that they can they can have on at hand yeah, no, I I'd agree. I like that. And I remember you coming to me with this, you know, probably about six months ago, you were saying, okay, I really like this article. Um, I'm doing a content upgrade and it's just going to be a list of the, the key steps to follow uh, for the article. Sorry, the article itself escapes me. But I was saying, oh, that's not a content upgrade. And I remember you going, oh, hang on, it is. People need to have this information to refer back to when they need it. So you can give them that for them to save with their other important files. So when they're actually looking to do whatever piece of marketing the article was about, it's there for them to easily reference too. Yeah, and it um, kind of comes back to that 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 uh, just-in-time learning. So, I mean, like yourself, Paul, and like everyone else listening, we've all found stuff that went, oh, yeah, 
that's really interesting. I'm going to save that for later. I don't, but you know, it's kind of one of those, I don't really need it right now, but I know well, two, three, four weeks down the line when I'm, when I'm going through my stuff, that's going to come in handy. And having that content upgrade there for them to download just, you know, gives them another option rather than maybe putting it into Evernote and it might get lost amongst the thousands of other articles. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if we, if we break it down really simply then having, um, you could offer what a, a like a, a PDF of your of your blog or just a you know yep. a, a downloadable version. I mean uh, that's fairly light touch. I imagine the conversion isn't going to be massive on that unless the the blog post itself is quite an in depth how to article uh, on you know something which the user is definitely going to want to you know refer back to. Um, a cheat sheet always tends to to go down well, which I suppose is nearly like a a summary uh, of you know how to actually do whatever it is. So. You know, if it's how to get more traffic, it can be maybe just the key steps of how to get more traffic. Um, checklist, checklist is very much the, the same. I suppose it's a little bit more step by step. Um, the one that I see out there from a lot of bloggers, no matter what the niche is, um, is a list of resources. And, you know, even yeah. all of the larger, you know, sites would do this. And I know I've definitely seen this in, um, I suppose, what opt-in. Uh, opt-in monster, I should say, and you know, smart passive income. We mentioned one of Pathland's articles a few minutes ago. He he's definitely done it in the past, and I think it's very valuable for people because um, number one, people really want to know what you're using. They want to know what the paid tools are. They want to know what the free tools are. So that the curiosity tends to get people, and it does grow the list. And in, in invariably, you're going to discover some sort of software or something which you, you know perhaps you were not aware of or you hadn't used and you know if this reputable person is actually using it well that's fantastic and maybe yeah. that's something i should look at but i suppose the caution would be don't put stuff on the list unless you actually use it would you agree with that yeah no listen of course unless you've used it you can kind of stand behind it and you think it brings again we're talking about value you're trying to provide value so not only on how it looks but the information in there's got to be valuable so there's no point in giving them um you know a list of resources if some of them you haven't used and they turn out to be complete dog crap well then that reflects badly on you not just the people who've made it but one of the things as well paul with the the list um the kind of list uh, of resources that is quite quite good is obviously with content upgrades a lot of them are very specific to the article you're writing however if you imagine that within your blogging that you would write a lot of blog posts about your resources or about tools that you use or you know you would certainly reference the tools that you're using if you're doing a lot of how tools for instance yeah but then having a a content upgrade which which just has a list of all of your resources maybe if you categorize them into you know video editing audio editing imagery social media whatever it might be if you can categorize that list well then every time you kind of refer to one of the resources or pieces of software that you use that can go in as your content upgrade so you don't necessarily have to be creating one for all of your posts that one could be rolled out across a number of posts because it's still relevant if that makes sense yeah yeah that does yeah so just a way that i know a lot of people look at content upgrades and go you know i want to start doing more of them because they are obviously trying to grow their list but time becomes a factor so perhaps a list of resources is a great way to start off when it comes to content upgrades that you can roll it out across not all of your posts but where it fits you can use it and hopefully it will it will drive the conversion rates there if you don't have time to be creating one for every single um, article you do 
Yes, yeah, and I suppose maybe moving on a little bit um, from that, um, I think there's that there's no reason why anybody shouldn't have a, a content upgrade on their site because ultimately you need to be, you need to own that email list, that engaged email list because all other platforms, so let's say you could have the biggest Facebook following in the world, Facebook changes its rules, you lose all your followers. It can happen, you know, let's face well, it. Facebook easy. can close down your page and they're gone. Yeah, and 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 um, only this week I've I saw um, I was chatting to uh, a blogger, uh, and we were just talking a little bit about how to grow your um, you know your Facebook group. So we've obviously started the Content Academy uh, Mastermind. Um, so Content Academy forward slash Mastermind. If you want to go find it, it links to the Facebook group and come and join. It's a nice small group at the moment, which is is really nice for engagement. Um, but she uh, started to actually offer people stuff for free to join the group, which, you know, seems a really good idea. It was nearly like a content upgrade would apply to growing your Facebook group. And that was fine. And she went from 10 to 50 to 100. I think she was up around the three, 400 marks. So not a massive group, but still really, really fast growth. Uh, and then Facebook canceled it. Um, and it turns out that you are not allowed to offer people something for free to join your Facebook group. Uh, and there's, there's a whole load of discussions in, in the thread that we were, uh, I was going back and forth on and a lot of other people were getting involved. Um, but an example there, if she had captured email addresses for those people, I know you'd, you'd have to, um, there's a step further to do that, but just to, just to kind of put the, that you know, case in point forward, you know, um, stretch a point to make a point as such, there is an actual example of somebody who had then gotten 400 fans and had them taken away straight away because they were unbeknowing to them they were breaking the rules. So it happens. That's all I'm saying. Moving on. Simple content upgrades can be short. I would warn people or put a, a warning out that ebooks are a little bit, I suppose, how would I say, a little old bit school. last year or old a little bit five years ago. A little bit old school. Yeah, old school. Yeah. So unless they look great and there's a huge amount of content, I possibly wouldn't go to the effort of making an ebook for a content upgrade unless there was, you know, a tremendous amount of value in it and it looked great. Well, um, and also, I suppose, how you frame it. Go on. Sorry, I was just going to say, if you're going to put a tremendous amount of work into a content upgrade, I would argue that that would have to go into an article that's been live for a while. So if you can look at your analytics and know that this article is bringing in a lot of traffic and it doesn't have an upgrade, well then something that you're going to put a lot of work into could go into that one because you know a lot of people are going to see it. Whereas putting a lot of work into an upgrade on an article you're hoping gets traffic, there's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts and variables in there. So this way you're kind of guaranteed at yeah. least people are going to see or get the chance to opt in and see the hard work you've put in. I like that. And I suppose possibly it may not be due to the, the quality of your article or the original content, but maybe you're, there's something wrong in your promotion so the people aren't getting to see that, be that SEO, be that social share. So um, in the time may be better spent getting eyes on the website as opposed to, as you say, having that big uh, extravagant content upgrade, but you don't have the traffic to capitalize on it. So yeah, good shout. I suppose the only other thing I was going to say is um, instead of calling it an ebook, the word playbook is is kind of in fashion at the moment. Yeah, um, I've seen that around. Possibly becoming a little bit flooded. I like it. I think it's cool. You know, you've got the, you know, there's the email strategy playbook. There, there's so many. I don't need to go on about them. Um, it's cool. It's cool for the moment. Um but that will change again. Having said that, I used to be cool. Yeah, and that's I, it. And then I, you were. I, then you yeah. were. I used, to, I used to be with it. Now I don't even know what it is anymore. 
No, no, well, soon you never know. You might find <laughs> it on Thursday night at the at the blog awards. There you go. And um, never stop looking. So if we kind of move on from that, so we've kind of spoke a little bit about what a content upgrade is. We've kind of given examples of what it could potentially be, um, and the fact that they don't have to be anything huge. Um, technology behind delivering a content upgrade. Have you anything you would like to share there, or would you like me to start? Well, I mean, that's what we use, I suppose. Um, We uh, like to use... ConvertKit. Thank you. (laughs) Couldn't, my brain. (laughs) ConvertKit to to send out our uh, content upgrades. So that's what we use in terms of doing that we create an individual list for that upgrade and we simply upload it to convertkit and once someone signs up bang it gets sent out straight to them yeah it's it's pretty simple as that it it's is a paid simple. piece of software um it, it it's good it is a good piece of software 29 dollars a month i think which isn't too bad in the grand scheme of things for an online business you are going to have to invest time and a, a level of a significant level yeah. of money if you're going to actually turn now, it into a business that's just the unfortunate yeah. truth of now, it of course that also takes care of our email as well it's not just 29 dollars a month to to deliver uh, content upgrades that's also our email software yes it is just now, to make we... that clear also have lead pages and that is another way that you can deliver content upgrades that works well Two, I suppose the difference there is the imagery, the pages, the boxes that pop up are a lot more engaging, much better templates within that. Whereas I would argue in yeah. content and in the content convert kit, I should say, it's a little bit more basic, but still, uh, if you have to have an email, you should start your email list from day day zero, really. Um, so convert kit is a nice piece of software that can do both. And you will probably make the transition into applying lead pages on top of ConvertKit when you're in the position of starting to potentially sell products or get a little bit more serious uh, about the business or about the list building. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of other softwares that you can do that uh, will deliver stuff. I mean, you can even just have Google Docs deliver your content upgrade for you. Um, So if you've got a Google Doc that you make available um, and get people to sign up, you can have your autoresponder sequence set to run so it will email them straight away with a link to that Google Doc. And that's a way of getting around it for free. Yeah, and then you might be in the maybe running the likes of Aweber, which we ran for many years. And again, another nice piece of software. Uh, the opt-in box will be even more simplistic again. However, if the offer is compelling enough, that can be enough to, to get people onto your list. So um i i mean anything else you'd like to add on the from a technology point of view i mean for the delivery method not particularly i mean there's gumroad out there as well as another one um you can use e-junkie and set the price to free they'll also do it but i think e-junkie you've got to pay five or ten dollars a month for that um yeah in terms of the delivery mechanisms that's about it when it comes to creating them I wouldn't get too hung up on it. Um, a lot of ways of doing it are rather simple. Um, if you're running a Mac like me, well then I like to use um, some of the the built-in software that comes with the Mac. So you can use the likes of Keynote or Pages to create your your um 
your content upgrade. So in Keynote, you can go in, create a nice image. Maybe it's a couple of bullet points if it's a checklist and uh, just save it as a PDF and then upload it as I do then to, com to ConvertKit or wherever else you want to use it to send it out. And Pages also gives you the option to save it as a PDF if it's perhaps a text document. So if you've copy copied the text from your article that you want people to have as a reference guide, you can save that as a PDF and upload it to wherever your software you're using then in terms of your delivery. My big thing here is don't overcomplicate it. Um, if you literally only know how to copy and paste into Word or Pages and save as PDF, well then start there. Don't let the design, I know we're saying it should look nice, but don't forget clean can also be nice. So if it's just a Word doc that's a PDF, start there. If you can put a, an image on it, you know, just click file, insert image, and it's just your logo, great to brand it. And start there, but don't let the, the, the tech behind it again be... A barrier to entry that's going to stop you from getting a content upgrade and thus growing your list yeah and if the if the content upgrade itself looks a little bit sparse make the background black and the text white black is the secret that developers and designers really used to hide poor design or a lack of content so there you go little little small tip there moving on we've we've been there's been a discussions ongoing within the our Facebook group, our Facebook pages, and in a couple of other groups on content upgrades. So the question that we asked out was, you know, what type of content upgrades do you offer? What tools do you use to create and share them? Um, and just that we're going to be speaking about it on the next episode of the podcast. So we've had a lot of, it was responded to very pop, uh, very positively. Um, Lindsay Padilla is, is like, eek, this is next on my to-do list. Becky Morales is learning a lot about content upgrades at the moment and is very happy that we're covering the topic. So hopefully, Becky, you'll, you'll get some something out of this episode. Um, Callie Willows was in touch to say, um, we've offered content upgrades on a few posts, typically checklists to do with the content of the post. We use Thrive Leads for all things opt-in. Now, that's not a software I've used. I don't know if you've no, any experience with that, Phil. No, I haven't. To be honest, that's actually um, But again, we're me. seeing checklists pop up there. Ooh, there you go. Um, something to check out. I was aware of the, the WordPress uh, Thrive theme, which is, is quite nifty. Mm. So I, I imagine it's possibly a build on to that. So uh, Jesse uh, Honard was in touch to say, I use a quiz created with gravity forms which identifies my readers as one of five copywriting characters. They receive a PDF guide detailing how to apply their quiz results into their own writing, which is made in InDesign across the business. I've promoted my quiz in Facebook groups, on podcasts, and in guest posts, including the Huffington Post and some similar. The quiz has allowed me to gain around 400-ish subscribers I started with no list and no audience, so for me, this was a great result. I haven't been pushing it heavily for a while, but it continues to gain me a few dozen subscribers every month. Um, we have a link to that quiz in the show notes, so you'll be able to jump on and, and maybe uh, you know, join Jesse's list to kind of see that in action. Yeah, go and check um, it out. Then. might be a double win if you are looking at doing some copywriting as well. There's a few things there that I, I really like. Um, I suppose the, the first piece which jumps out at me is the fact that this is now passively building subscribers. She's built it once. It's on her site. 
and is bringing people in month after month, you know, maybe 25, 36, 50, 50 people a month onto the list. That is um, something that we haven't mentioned with content upgrades, but one of the, the key advantages if you get a, a nice evergreen one. Yeah, and I mean, again, it comes back to your content. Um, if the content is evergreen, uh, your SEO is right and everything is good with it, and it's bringing in good traffic, with the content upgrade in place and a, a, a good, actionable, valuable, engaging content upgrade, it will continue to work for you long after you've forgotten you even wrote that article. We had Sinead Noonan on from SineadSocial.com and she shared with us that she create, she has created content upgrades for her next seven blog posts. Generally, it is worksheets that she is creating to give the reader some actionable uh, work to do. The technology that Sinead is using is ConvertKit for people to sign up and receive the content upgrades and they are designed with Canva. Yeah, handy little little tip. There you go, Canva. Nice handy piece of software that, uh, again, I know I said it the last time out, but I've been playing around with their iPhone um, app, and it is quite good for doing stuff on the go. So, uh, yeah, there you go. It doesn't have to be all bells and whistles and paid software. Uh, Canva can work nicely for a content upgrade. There you go. That's a plug for a software Phil has no affiliation with, so it must be doing something right. It is, it is um chelsea hudson was on um for downloadable uh, i suppose let me start that again her content upgrades are downloadable pdfs and checklists okay we're seeing that come up again and again Uh, also offers a couple of courses some audios and guided meditations so audio being a a form of content upgrade that's quite interesting because potentially a little bit easier to do but then maybe very valuable for the listener and yeah and sorry just to just to kind of add to that and in terms of people maybe scratching their brains going what would i do for audio well, how about the blog post that they're reading offer them the that that as a downloadable file an audio file if you're looking for ideas i mean what's to stop you narrating your blog post and uh, giving people the option to download it and listen to it yeah and um you mentioned uh, the technology gumroad and google docs google docs a few minutes ago that's what, what chelsea is using to share her free content for uh, and also there's an option to pay on gumroad as i suppose we're, we're aware yeah um so far the best content upgrades have been large content upgrades with 250 plus tutorial roundups but the numbers are still small since i've just started offering my content upgrades so i may have butchered what that actually says but in essence her larger offering content upgrades are performing better at the moment so Again, we're seeing all the similar technologies, the similar trends. I could go on, and I just want to thank everybody else who commented and provided information about their content upgrades. But uh, in the interests of hopefully holding on to a few listeners, um, well, um, we will not run through all of them. But there was some brilliant stuff that was shared, and I suppose that was just um, you know some pe- some random pieces picked out. Um, and any anything else? for content upgrades that you would like to add there phil no not really i mean it's all about just starting figuring out where can you add an extra little bit of value to the article that you have published and trying to create that as best you can 
and again don't kill yourself if 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 your design isn't your strong point or tech you know you'll find ways around the likes of canva will make stuff look good and just using word or uh, pages and saving them as a pdf try not to overcomplicate things we've all seen the very extravagant opt-ins and stuff that are available you may not be able to replicate those so start at your level you are listening to the content academy podcast Moving on, content of the week. This is where I pick out an article that I really like and I explain why I like it and what we should be taking away from it. And this week, Phil, I've went for a Facebook article and giving tips and tricks on how to manage your Facebook lives. Did you get a look at this? I did. I like it. Mm. Yeah, it's um, maybe a break from what, not what I would have expected to be sharing as content of the week because Facebook... I now this, you know, this large, you know, corporate publicly quoted company. But I, I just thought this article was great for so many levels. And the link is in the show notes. So there's a nice image uh, to start with. Um, it is essentially eight tips to improve your Facebook lives. They use the, the technology itself. So they show the, um, the Facebook live on, on an iPhone. Um, it's brought it's brought to life very very uh, well it's very well animated and the text is very short and each the background slightly changes um in depending on what what tip is what so a couple of things i like from it was just how short that they made it and made it easy to read so even it's, if you just look at this it's very you, scannable it, yeah it is isn't it and what i what is nice about that is this is one of possibly the you know highest funded content marketing teams in the world who have put this together and the beautiful thing is that no matter what your business or what your focus you can take some of the best uh, some of the best stuff that's been done here and replicate it for your niche so scannable is getting more and more and more important um, is there anything else that you liked uh, about the uh, about the article yeah there's, there's a there's a few bits there's two i'll, I'll kind of highlight here and now um, and it kind of goes along with the scannable but if you look at the the, the tips that they give each tip, um, the headline of each tip is self-explanatory. Yes. So you don't so, actually have to read the text underneath if you don't want it. If you just literally read the headline of one through eight, you'd get almost as much information as you would as if you read each word under all of them. Um, so from that point of view, I like the fact that, yes, it's scannable, but also even by just reading the headlines, I know exactly what the tip is. Yeah, and I'm just to give an example. Tip number one, tell fans when you're broadcasting ahead of time. Tip number two, go live when you have a strong connection. And then, as you say, there is a little bit more explained in that below. Yeah, like even number six actually is a good one for those of you doing uh, Facebook Lives. Broadcast for, long, broadcast for longer periods of time to reach more people. I don't need to read the rest of it. There's text underneath it, maybe three or four lines, but I don't have to read it. That's it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, and but it is beautifully designed. It looks very, very nice. And have you also noticed something at the bottom of the page, Paul? Well, I I did like the way you can have a look at other uh, other areas of the Facebook site. Is that what you're talking about? The eight icons at the bottom of the page? No, keep going. Keep going. Take a version of our tips and tricks to go. They've even Facebook that. have even got their own content upgrade in there. That just goes to show. They will let you uh, download this um these eight tips to store for your own convenience. Yeah. Um Facebook, their business model is a little bit different. They 
are taking for granted they already have your email address, so they are just giving away this content upgrade for free without an opt-in. Yeah. Which but, is a tactic that you can actually decide to employ as well. And some people recommend it. But for the, I suppose the, the businesses that we're dealing with, bloggers, you know, you know personality brands, and I, I recommend, you know, let's get the email address. Let's let's leave that for down the road when we're we're a bigger entity and maybe yeah. that's the thing to do. But or maybe moments, you know, maybe it's a case of you have something re- something that you kinda of, you know what, you can throw it out there. Not everything, but I would only say that the you would give it away for free if you've already got a lot of other opt-ins in play. So certainly make sure you've got enough of those floating around your site and then various pieces of content, and then maybe just throw one out there. But uh, apart from that, I'm with you, Paul. Yep, cool. And that's content upgrade. I just scanned it here. It goes on to develop the, the point a little bit further. So it gives you examples of what your Facebook Live could actually be. So live Q&A or a watch party, if you're getting together for presidential debates or to watch Game of Thrones or, you know, a football game, fly on the wall, um, like training. I know you're spending a lot of time in the gym, Phil. Maybe you can start Facebook Live and some of that stuff. Um, possibly do it towards the start so you're still able to talk because I know you uh, can be absolutely smashed by the end of those sessions. Nobody wants to see um, me sweat my ass off, Pop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. even want to see it. It's not a pretty sight. It really yeah. isn't. <laughs> you would be surprised although like, and, and you know the, the watch parties are something we're seeing more and more um obviously we both like ufc paul um and it's something i'm seeing now when a lot of ufc um pay-per-view events are on that people are having a watch party or commentating on the fights live as they're happening you know they're not showing the fights because that's in breach of the the kind of copyright but they are commenting on them live which i thought was very very clever yeah, and considering that Joe Rogan is only doing events that are in Las Vegas, that means there's a lot of events which are going to have commentators that the, the mass public perhaps are not such a big fan of listening to. So they may look there is something characters. opening up there. Yeah. There um, so any, uh, that kind of brings us to a close on the, the content uh, upgrade side of things. Um. Have you any other points you'd maybe like to, to mention before we get on to the questions? No, I, do you know what? I think that's about as much information as you need for the moment, folks. Let's not overcomplicate it. It is something that is relatively simple. Uh, so let's try and keep it that way. You are listening to the Content Academy podcast. I'm going to let you off easy this week, Phil. Only going to ask two questions because we're, we're running tight for time. All right. The first is from Cami Watson. How do you create content when you have limited time? So I guess that's nearly a question to you, Phil. What, what, what do you do when you have limited time to create content? Uh, I still create it. Is <laughs> the main the main thing. Um, listen. The content will um will kind of take as long as it takes. So you've got limited time. So does that mean that you can only dedicate 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day? I, I don't know kind of how limited. But if you need to break down one blog post so that it takes you three, four, five, six, or even a week to write based over 10 minutes a day, well, then that's what you need to do. You need to work within what you have. There's no point in looking 
for something that's not sustainable whereas if you know the time is sustainable well then you can go ahead and use that time effectively so i would kind of plan my time out knowing again that you know researching ahead of time and knowing what i'm going to write when i sit down it's all about being able to literally get stuck in straight away once that work time kicks in so making sure everything you need to have in place before you start writing is done is one of the main things so that once you sit down to write it is actually writing time you're not researching or you're, you know you're not looking at the screen going what am i going to talk about that you've got that on well mapped out and you can get stuck in but again as i said if you want to get 10 minutes a day okay it's gonna it might take you an hour to write that blog post so you're gonna to have to space that out over six days cool i like it so the second question phil is how long should it take to write a blog post and that's in from roger carr so it's somewhat related what are your thoughts on that um roger i'd love to give you a definitive answer my friend um however it's kind of one of those how long is a piece of string um there are so many variables that, that go into that if you're asking me how long it takes me to write a piece of content um i can write five it five minutes is it well i Six can minutes. i can write a 350 word article um in probably about 10 minutes um no wow. that, that's that's right it the research that goes into that could be another 20 30 minutes it really depends on the topic um you know the brainstorming the idea would have taken another 20 or 30 previous to that so i mean for the actual physical art of writing it um i could probably do 350 words in 10 minutes um which would be probably sound slow to some people who are really fast at typing but that's pretty much without having to edit it then afterwards if that makes sense that's kind of all in everything um 350 words 10 minutes will be roughly where i'm at um, so the um the key the key trend across both of those answers is have your preparation prep, yeah. done um no so you know what you're going to write about and when it comes to how long you should write i i, I think the answer to both of these and in, in my view is very much you would set time aside so if it's 10 minutes preferably it will be a half hour chunk at a minimum maybe up to 45 minutes to an hour and then go and do something else for five or 10 minutes, get your mind off it. So if you do need to revisit it, yeah. you're a little bit fresher. Uh, but essentially, if it's a blog post, challenge yourself. Obviously, if it's something bigger, like let's say it's a content upgrade that I need to go in and you know spend time doing, that's going to take a little bit longer because there could be four or five different jobs within that. There could be researching, there could be sourcing graphics there could be you know putting them together in a piece of software and then maybe sorting out the delivery mechanism so perhaps you might not be able to get that all done in one sitting yeah but you should really work towards deadlines as much as you can 25 minutes half an hour an hour to get something done rather than just sitting there and then the time goes and you haven't really achieved a whole lot you're beating yourself up you're yeah, putting the time into business re- and you don't know why the results aren't there so yeah paul and that's a great that's a great bit of advice that you know if you can kind of do something true to completion that you know you have the time to do not setting unrealistic i'm going to sit here until this is done when it's a you know it's a 10 hour task but you know what i mean at least at the end of that hour half an hour whatever it is you have something that you can something to show for it whereas if you haven't you kind of go well i just sat here for the last half an hour and i'm nowhere near done or it's not even close to being finished and it's a little bit defeating in terms of your own morale um so trying to keep yourself kind of upbeat and on track and and kind of productive by getting tasks done to completion you'll find you'll actually start to get through them a lot quicker i think that is a a fine note to end the podcast on phil so main call to action from this is come and join us in our 
Facebook Mastermind. A whole lot going on. Looking at starting online classes over the next couple of weeks. There is accountability for your content that you are creating and, and tips and help for content that you're creating. Myself and Phil are both in there. There's not a huge amount of members at the moment, so a great opportunity to, to connect directly and get whatever help yeah. you need. Um, and also you can keep an eye on our exploits at the uh, Littlewood Ireland Blog Awards this coming Thursday. Can't wait. All right, well, I'll see you on Thursday, Phil. Everyone else, look forward to talking to you guys next week. Yeah, don't forget, for all of today's show notes, you can head over to content.academy forward slash episode 44. Until next time, folks, have a great week.